Well, hello, CNCers. I hope your day is doing amazing, awesome. This is Garrett with IDC Woodcraft, and of course, Bill Keys. Uh, hey, Bill, say hi. Hello, everybody. Yeah, and I always talk for like five minutes before I get Bill in there, so it's, <laughs> it's time to get Bill up front and center and say hi. So if you have never listened to this podcast before, Bill is a Canadian CNCer. He's been in business for quite some time with a CNC router. Been in sign making for a long time and then uh, well, kind of ventured off in his own little thing, but he can tell about that. Me, I have a YouTube channel and that's IDC Woodcraft is the name of the channel and I teach CNC for beginners and I teach the design stuff and entrepreneurialism. And that is what we're gonna be talking about today, specifically when it comes to building a business with a CNC machine. And we're going to talk routers because that's what we have. But this works for anybody um, with, who has a CNC machine of any kind. But we're going to talk about how to engage with your customers and you know the, the, the types of customers that are out there. So that this will give you a little segue into understanding marketing and going through the process. So here I'm hogging up all the time again. Uh, hey, Bill. <laughs> wants to say something say shut up Garrett let me nope. talk <laughs> well, no I'm good I just like listening listen to you talk no nope, right. I think uh, I think it's a good point I think um, you know what we'll talk about today is is not finding customers but how to deal with customers once you get them and how to approach different customers uh, in different ways meaning that if somebody approaches you off of a Facebook ad, uh, you might want to deal with them differently than somebody who emails you off a business page. You know, there's different different customers have different expectations, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of just started off in a really good way, where there are generally three kinds of customers. The first one is your friends, family, coworkers, and the next is the general consumer. Uh, the individual who buys and that is not a friends and family kind of thing and then you have your business level customers and they're each you want to engage with each of them slightly differently uh, due to the nature of the relationship and their mindsets you know where they're coming from when they're looking for your product and trying to negotiate out uh, the end result so do you agree with that, Bill? Is there like three levels of customers, like I just said, or could there be a fourth? Oh yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure there's more than three, but to break it down into the simplest form, I think, yep, I think three is right. The friends and family, uh, and then you've got the the uh, I don't know what you call it, personal shopper who, who's looking for something for themselves. It's a, a gift, you know, somebody off of Facebook or uh, Etsy. Or, something like that and then you get the more commercial customer business uh, uh, large facility a wholesale shop or something like that yeah okay so that's that's a good one so there's a, that is a fourth one I kind of thought there was so you get like a wholesale um, which is a business that's so I want to distinguish this business one you got the wholesaler like if you're making a project for a store who wants to resell the product and then there's the business the formal business who needs a sign in their front lobby 
or you can even go a step further and do some prototyping. I've actually had a couple people talk to me about that prototyping, which is internal. So there's you can already see there's multi facets, but for the general CNC, most of your customer base is going to be individuals, and it's typically going to start off with friends and families and co-workers and then you'll branch out from there to the general consumer who's looking for something for themselves or a gift for somebody else so let's just let's just kind of start off right at the beginning the friends family thing so i've got lots of stories that i have heard from my viewers about this kind of thing where they just get business randomly i'll share one in a little bit but bill why don't you share one of your stories well, I think the friends and family, the way I started, the way most people started when they get their CNC and they start playing around is, is I made a lot of gifts. I made gifts for, for mothers-in-laws, fathers-in-laws, my wife, my parents. Uh, I made signs for friends just because I wanted to try a technique. I wasn't ready to sell or I wasn't selling anything where I wasn't confident enough on how to make the product. So I do a test and even if it took me a month to make it, there was no pressure on me to complete it, especially if they didn't even know that they were going to get it. But once you, you start that way, you gotta be careful because all of a sudden people think, Oh, he just makes signs in his spare time. I'll just ask him for something. That's when the, uh, the friends and family conversation has to take place. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is kind of an interesting one where <clears throat> when, when your business starts off with friends and family, one of the hard things I think is we, we, we first start to make gifts and we get, I've talked about this before we get in that mindset that, Oh, you know, they're going to start expecting us to make things for free. It's, it's just kind of a psychological thing. And so one of the ways always to approach, anyone who's interested in your stuff is so what's your budget ask them you know what, what their budget is on doing something like that i was just gonna say that's one of my, my favorite questions if it just gets that awkward thing out of the way um, yeah. especially if it's friends and family or even if it's a customer or if you ask that question right off the bat what's your budget if they say it's a hundred dollars you know what range you have it's friends and family they say oh i thought it would cost about twenty dollars it just gets that right out of the way. And then you can just say, you know what? I, I really can. Right. So, okay. So have you had an experience where you've done that and they, you just went through that scenario and they said, oh, I thought it was only 20 bucks. And you just explained to them why it can't be $20 and where it turned into a better deal. Um, I've, I've had customers reach out to me not friends and family exactly but somebody would reach out to me off of facebook ad and ask me you know say i had something online posted for 40 dollars, and then i get an email from them saying hey i see you do custom or can you do custom things i'd like to get this made and what they sent me as a request has nothing to do with what i have posted but they have that 40 dollars price tag in their head and then when I look at it, I say to myself, you know, that's a hundred dollar sign. And then to have to go back to them and say, listen, that's a hundred dollars. It's not, and then I get the, well, you have $40 online. Like that conversation needs to be had sooner rather than later. Yeah. 
Yeah. So are, are you always uncomfortable when you're asking a question, what's your budget? Nope. What's that? <laughs> Not anymore. No, I mean, no. It, it needs to be done. Um, yeah. I've gone through that phase where I've wasted too much time going back and forth with somebody over emails, phone calls, uh, you know, spending days, sometimes actually doing quick little mock-ups to realize that this is way out of their budget and I'm wasting both of our time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I sidestepped there because you talked about that, that you know, there's someone who's one in, who has that price tag put in their mind already, which is a, a good indicator to not put a price tag up front. This is uh, one of the fundamentals in marketing that I, I say it many, many times. Sales is not about the money. It's about the end result. And when we throw price tags out right away, we can skew the way our customer perceives what we are delivering to them or what we can deliver to them realistically. So I, unless you're like out in the marketplace, uh, then generally people want to know the price. However, you want to trigger them a little bit emotionally if you can up front. So I'm not sure why this particular customer kind of dawned that little <laughs> side conversation in my mind, but how did how would you handle that, or how have you handled that? Well, I mean, some of the time it's, you basically have to explain to them uh, what they're asking for and what's involved in making it. You know, when they see a product that you have advertised, because when I advertise a product for sale on, on Facebook Marketplace or online, it's a product that takes, it's already been designed, I've already got it set up, takes very little time for me to make the changes to customize it and to create it when somebody's asking for a completely custom sign they don't necessarily go through the steps of what what has to happen for that sign to come up so it's just it's more customer education they need to know how much time you're gonna have to sit you know how much time you're gonna have to invest designing materials in order to make that sign so once they say oh wow that's a lot more than i thought then i go into the next step in telling them why not just saying well too bad later uh, i give them a little bit of education and at the end of that education once they realize what's involved if they still want to say no that's fine but most of the time if it's something that's important to them they'll go ahead and say okay yes i understand right Right. So, okay. So what we've covered already is the budget with that. It's, you don't want to waste your time when, when you're starting to go into the perspective of trying to sell your projects, it requires a different mindset than just creating amazing things because now you're doing it for the money and you have to keep the money concept in mind. Otherwise you're giving away your time. And so you want to get an idea of the budget very early on. What does the customer have in their mind? And when their, their budget concept is off, 
save yourself the effort of going through a lot of work and explaining to them what it is going to take to get your get their project to the to, to the specs or the idea that they want to have uh, in a finished project and just in those two things you'll know whether this project is going to be doable you'll know whether the customer is willing to move forward or not and this takes what half an hour rather than hours and that's and again that's that's time that you're not going to get back so if that takes two hours to go back and forth or like you said a half an hour that's still that's like unbillable time right you could say right so, yep and again, it all comes down to customer education. And the more that you can educate your customer, the more comfortable that they'll feel ordering from you. And the more likely that once they get the product, they'll appreciate it that much more once they realize the amount of work that went into providing them with exactly what they wanted. You know, the, the other thing is you can skew your customer away from the idea of money as well. Like I said early on, this thing that sales ultimately is never about the money uh, so when you talk to them if you can get more into the emotional aspect of why they're interested they tend to soften up on this fixed number in their mind because <clears throat> um, how do I say this people buy for emotion they buy for an end feeling and if you can pull out that end feeling then you can up the value of the project in their mind and they, they soften up have you ever dealt with that kind of thing bill where you had somebody who's they, they just had this price point in their mind i think you told a story about that with that for a picture frame right the woman had a price yep, point that's in what popped in my mind yep. yeah yeah she had a price point in her mind and bill started talking about it and became friends with her in a way uh, became her advocate for a finished project and was able to help what was the price difference from the beginning when she first uh, started this frame idea approached you with it to the end i think it was another hundred dollars i believe i can't quite remember now it's been over a year okay okay and Bill, uh, yeah, I mean, Bill but- you sent me a picture of that. Go ahead. I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, no problem. I was going to say that that's one of the, the better outcome that I've had. I've had a few other, um, and I've also had them go the opposite direction. You know, you always get the response. Okay. I'll let you know. That basically means no, mm-hmm. in my experience. Um, but I mean, that would, that was one of the better ones. And honestly, the amount of times that I get asked for a price, for something versus the amount of times that I actually, the job comes through, I it's probably, you know, one in 10 customers. Okay. It's the same, it's same as business, right? I, you know, you, if you're in business for yourself, no matter what you're doing, if you're providing a service, you constantly get asked for a price. You know, you could put 10 estimates out, you get one. It's just part of business. Yep. Yep. So, Bill, you said you said something really interesting. <clears throat> when your uh, customer says, "I'll get back to you," you re- you recognize that that means no. What most people don't do is call their prospects 
out on that. When they say that, I'll get back to you, then it's it's almost, you can reverse a sale completely by calling them out on it and saying, so basically that means that you're not gonna, you know, we're not doing business today, does it? And when, when you call them out on that, when persons, when someone says, I'll get back to you, they're, <laughs> they're trying to be nice in a very rude way, unfortunately, because yeah. it, it leaves you open for kind of a hopeful, oh, well, maybe they will get back to me. And that's not reality. So you can actually get a sale by calling a customer out on that. By just saying, okay, you know, I understand that. That just means that we're, we're not gonna be doing business, right? Or however you wanna phrase it. So that's that's kind of your general customer, right? The, 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 the one that, if you put something out on Facebook Marketplace, the friends and family, it, it's, it's definitely a uh, trickier one. That's why you, Bill said, that's your favorite question should be, what's your budget? And put it out there because you clear things out of the way really quick. When you're just honest and say, you know, uh, this is a business that I'm trying to get into and that's, that's just not gonna work if their budget idea is less than what you can actually do it for. They're gonna understand that. And they're sometimes willing to up that because people like to buy from people they like. Well, and another thing too is once, once your friends and family realize that this is a business and this is something that you're pursuing and you're not just doing it for fun, most of them should be willing to pay whatever you ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they shouldn't expect it for free or expect a big discount. Um, you know, they should expect to pay what it is, especially right. if if you're doing this on the side as a small entry business you're not making a lot of money anyway and they should they should see that yeah and i think yeah, on the same token they're going to support you because they like you they, they they want you to win so yeah, absolutely don't be afraid to throw that one out there and um, ask for the sale <laughs> in the end ask for the sale if they're just hem hauling around um, you can you can ask them so well, we're gonna, you know, do you want this or, you know, what do, what do we do next? That's actually a better way of putting it. So, what's our next step? Are we gonna make this or what? Yeah. I actually, um, I have, I've got a job. I've got a job right now for a family member who's getting married, uh, and she asked me for some wedding signs. And what I did, asked her what she wanted. She sent me photos her what the end goal was like what signs she wanted to keep and what signs she wanted were just basically going to be discarded um and i gave her a price and i told her here's what the price is but as an incentive i told her i'm not going to tell you what i'm going to do but i'm going to kind of upgrade something that you're going to keep to something a little bit nicer so i'm still making what i would charge any other customer but what I'm going to do is instead of uh, cutting something out of pine or whatever she wanted, I'm actually going to cut it out of walnut. And that'll be my gift or incentive to her for getting the signs. Okay. So do you have uh, a, a closed deal on that? Are you moving forward with it? Yep. She's already paid. Excellent. Excellent. So how many are you making? How many signs? I think there's in, in this four in total. Okay. Yeah, I think there's only four or five. I can't. Okay. 
Well, let, let's let's talk about this type of project for a minute because uh, I get a lot of questions from people. What do I make, and what niches do I uh, go into? And Bill just mentioned one: weddings. Weddings is a niche, and then there's niches within the weddings. So let, let's. What's the project? Can can you disclose the secret, Bill? Um, yeah, it's not much of a secret. She basically sent me some photos that that she saw off the internet. Um, you know, it's the typical sign that goes in the entryway saying welcome to our forever or something like that. Uh, there's a couple smaller ones that uh, the kids are going to be carrying during wedding. Um, there's a larger one that the guests are going to sign. Um, that's the one that they're going to keep. That's the one that I'm going to make out of a nicer wood. There might be a couple other ones not sure but there's only about three or four in total okay all right well that's cool so that that yeah it's such an interesting niche and such a an interesting unique project for what it is now let's let's sidestep for a second if, if you're cool with this bill let's talk about nichiness and and something like this to help people stretch their minds a little bit it sound like an idea um okay so we are oh, yeah yeah, yeah. So he's he's making a wedding project, and so there's so many different things you can make for weddings. So some of your, first of all, the concept of weddings and who a wedding is for is for the woman. So she's the buyer of everything. You know, guys just want it done and over so they can go on vacation. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of the way it is, right? We won't say tell we won't tell the girls out there. Um, but so they like the fluffy, foo-foo, meaningful kind of stuff, and they want all their guests to feel good. So if one project you can make is something that's personalized to each guest that's going to be there. And a small gift, it doesn't it can be a Christmas ornament, it can be uh, something but it has their name in it. And that's it's such a it's a personalized gift that the bride likes to give her guests um you're making this signing these, these these frames so this is another one where people can sign a picture frame right so a wedding picture frame that's made with with your cnc router out of wood and something they can sign that's a product in and of itself that you can market it's it's extremely niche and it might be a little sticky today with coronavirus where things are starting to loosen up a little bit um what other kinds of projects can you think of just in this little niche bill oh i mean weddings would be incredible the amount of things that you could make uh you know personalized like you said gifts for for the guests i know when we had our wedding about 10 years ago uh what i did was cut each guest got a little jar of hot chocolate um, and each each jar had a little wooden snowflake that I carved on the CNC with the guest name on the snowflake. So each so we knew exactly how many jars to give out and who was getting jars. But that was individualized for each guest. So I mean, you can do things like that. You could do table toppers for the meal. There's times, and I mean, weddings is you talk about it pulling on emotional strings. That's got to be one of the high ones. Yeah, yep. And 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 women are 
got my favorite restaurant down the street, uh, Bad Apple Max. There, uh, Janet owns the place, and Janet's daughter has just got engaged, and so she's not going to get married for two years, but that's all she talks about, right? Yep. That's that's their life, <laughs> getting married and going through the, the, the process of working all that out. Uh, I've seen cake stands made from CNC machines. Cake toppers? Cake toppers, uh, but stands too. It was actually a stacked cake, and they had done kind of a lattice type of work. Uh, I, I wish now that I had looked at it in more detail, but it was like a tripod. And it just had a unique, different twist to it because it was made of wood. The, the, the components in the cake were made of wood to keep the first tier separated from the second tier. And one of the other things that I see all the time is the, let's just say the last name is Larson, right? So you'll see Jenny and Bob and then Larson in big, big letters maybe uh, an L in ultra big letters in the background, like a stacked text, and then the established date. So established whatever date it is. Yeah. Stacked text for weddings. The stacked text for weddings is very popular. Okay. Is, so where would you stack Even text? Even monograms. Well, just as a, uh, as a gift, really. I made a few as gifts. I've made a lot of the monograms that I sell, people will buy as wedding gifts. You know, because the bride or their new family last name. So, okay, so there's, anything there's, that you can put that established on that date, yeah. really, with a, a name and established, that's that's an instant wedding gift. <laughs> yeah. So when you say stacked text, so are you saying like the la the, the the his and her names stacked over the last name? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I actually haven't done a stacked text project, and some, I've had several requests on the YouTube channel to do videos for that. So I'm going to make a sign for my brother. Uh, they have a farm, and so it's going to say Fromy Farm, and the, the last name Fromy is going to be stacked over the farm, and the Fromy will be like an aerial font, and then a farm will be like a not a script, but just kind of a flowing font, and I'll, I'll put a a cow off to the side and do a, a 2D relief on the cow. So that's just another thing for stack text. You know, that, that's that's a, a, an item that represents little things too. You know, it's personalized uh, signs for homes that state the last name. That's that's a big one. What were we going to say? I was just going to say the stack text is, is one of those perfect things where you do one or two for family members and then you get the process down and you're it you know the, the hurdles been challenged and uh, it becomes a regular product they are time consuming we'll say that is it just yes. router time yeah Maybe. yeah well you're doing two layers so that's just by doing that you're, you're doubling the amount of router time you're doing the first layer to get the first letters and then the second layer to get the second letters um but that's uh, for another that's for another podcast. So let, let's step into the business world. Uh, so let's talk about wholesale, uh, where you can make products for stores. 
I actually have not had the luck on that that I wanted to, even though I live in an artsy town, though I haven't pushed it a whole lot um, because my stuff has gotten more into business education and teaching people the, the CNC beginners. <laughs> in fact, unfortunately, Bill, my CNC doesn't run nearly as much as I wish it would. Sometimes I think I might have to back off a little bit so I can just get creative for a while. CNCers. I hope your day is doing amazing, awesome. This is Garrett with IDC Woodcraft and of course Bill Keys. Uh, hey Bill, say hi. Hello everybody. Yeah, and I always talk for like five minutes before I get Bill in there, so it's, <laughs> it's time to get Bill up front and center and say hi. So if you have never listened to this podcast before, Bill is a Canadian CNCer. He's been in business for quite some time with a CNC router. Been in sign making for a long time and then uh, kind of ventured off in his own little thing, but he can tell about that. Me, I have a YouTube channel and that's IDC Woodcraft is the name of the channel and I teach CNC for beginners and I teach the design stuff and entrepreneurialism. And that is what we're gonna be talking about today. Specifically, when it comes to building a business with a CNC machine, and we're going to talk routers because that's what we have. But this works for anybody um, who, with, who has a CNC machine of any kind. But we're going to talk about how to engage with your customers and you know the, the, the types of customers that are out there. So that this will give you a little segue into understanding marketing and going through the process. So here I'm hogging up all the time again. Uh, hey, Bill. <laughs> wants to say something say shut up garrett let me nope. talk <laughs> uh, no i'm good i just like listening listening to you talk no nope, right. i think uh, i think it's a good point i think um you know what we'll talk about today is is not finding customers but how to deal with customers once you get them and how to approach different customers uh in different ways meaning that if somebody approaches you off of facebook ad uh, you might want to deal with them differently than somebody who emails you off a business page. You know, there's different different customers have different expectations, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of just started off in a really good way, where there are generally three kinds of customers. The first one is your friends, family, coworkers, and the next is the general consumer the individual who buys and that is not a friends and family kind of thing and then you have your business level customers and they're each you want to engage with each of them slightly differently uh, due to the nature of the relationship and their mindsets you know where they're coming from when they're looking for your product and trying to negotiate out uh, the end result so do you agree with that, Bill? Is there like three levels of customers, like I just said, or could there be a fourth? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure there's more than three, but to break it down into the simplest form, I think, yep, I think three is right. The friends and family, uh, and then you've got the, the uh, I don't know what you'd call it, personal shopper who, who's looking for something for themselves. It's a, a gift, you know, somebody off of Facebook or uh, Etsy, 
something like that. And then you get the more commercial customer business, uh, a large facility, a wholesale shop or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a good one. So there's a, that is a fourth one. I kind of thought there was, so you get like a wholesale, um, which is a business that's so I want to distinguish this business one. You got the wholesaler, like if you're making a project for a store who wants to resell the product. And then there's the business, the formal business who needs a sign in their front lobby. Or you can even go a step further and do some prototyping. I've actually had a couple people talk to me about that. Prototyping, which is internal. So there's, you can already see there's multi-facets, but for the general CNC -er, most of your customer base is going to be individuals. And it's typically going to start off with friends and families and coworkers, and then you'll branch out from there to the general consumer who's looking for something for themselves or a gift for somebody else. So let's just, let's just kind of start off right at the beginning the friends family thing so i've got lots of stories that i have heard from my viewers about this kind of thing where they just get business randomly i'll share one in a little bit but bill why don't you share one of your stories well i think the friends and family the way i started the way most people started when they get their cnc and they start playing around is, is i made a lot of gifts I made gifts for, for mothers-in-laws, fathers-in-laws, my wife, my parents. Uh, I mean, signs for friends just because I wanted to try a technique. I wasn't ready to sell or I wasn't selling anything or I wasn't confident enough on how to make the project. So I do a test and even if it took me a month to make it, there was no pressure on me to complete it, especially if they didn't even know that they were gonna get it. But once you, you start that way, you gotta be careful because all of a sudden people think, oh, he just makes signs in his spare time. I'll just ask him for something. That's when the, uh, the friends and family conversation has to take place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So, so this is kind of an interesting one where <clears throat> when, when your business starts off with friends and family, one of the hard things I think is we, we, we first start to make gifts and we get, I've talked about this before, we get in that mindset that, oh, you know, they're going to start expecting us to make things for free. It's, it's just kind of a psychological thing. And so one of the ways always to approach anyone who's interested in your stuff is, so what's your budget? Ask them, you know, what, what their budget is on doing something like that. I was just going to say, that's one of my, my favorite questions. If it just gets that awkward thing out of the way. Um, yeah. Especially if it's friends and family, or even if it's a customer, or if you ask that question right off the bat, what's your budget? If they say it's a hundred dollars, you know what range you have. If it's friends and family, they say, oh, I thought it would cost about twenty dollars. It just gets that right out of the way, and then you can just say, you know what, I, I really can. Right. So okay. So have you had an experience where you've done that and they? just went through that scenario and they said oh i thought it was only 20 bucks and you just explained to them why it can't be 20 dollars and where it turned into a better deal um they... i've i've had customers reach out to me not friends and family exactly but somebody would reach out to me off of facebook ad and 
ask me, you know, say I had something online posted for $40. And then I get an email from them saying, hey, I see you do custom, or can you do custom things? I'd like to get this made. And what they sent me as a request has nothing to do with what I have posted, but they have that $40 price tag in their head. And then when I look at it, I say to myself, you know, that's a $100 sign. And then to have to go back to them and say, listen, that's $100. It's not. And then I get the, well, you have $40 online. Like that conversation needs to be had sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are you always uncomfortable when you're asking a question, what's your budget? Nope. What's that? <laughs> not anymore. No. I mean, no. It, it needs to be done. Um, yeah. I've gone through that phase where I've wasted too much time going back and forth with somebody over emails, phone calls, uh, you know, spending days, sometimes actually doing quick little mock-ups to realize that this is way out of their budget and I'm wasting both of our time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I sidestepped there because you talked about that, that you know, there's someone who's wanting, who has that price tag put in their mind already, which is a, a good indicator to not put a price tag up front. This is uh, one of the fundamentals in marketing that I, I say it many, many times. Sales is not about the money. It's about the end result. And when we throw price tags out right away, we can skew the way our customer perceives what we are delivering to them or what we can deliver to them realistically. So I, unless you're like out in the marketplace, uh, then generally people want to know the price. However, you want to trigger them a little bit emotionally if you can up front. So, I'm not sure why this particular customer kind of dawned that little <laughs> side conversation in my mind, but how did how would you handle that, or how have you handled that when you've had a customer that has done that? Well, I mean, some of the time it's you basically have to explain to them uh, what they're asking for and what's involved in making it. You know, when they see a product that you have advertised, because when I advertise a product for sale on, on Facebook Marketplace or online, it's a product that takes, it's already been designed, I've already got it set up. It takes very little time for me to make the changes, to customize it and to create it. When somebody's asking for a completely custom sign, they don't necessarily go through the steps of what what has to happen for that sign to come up. So it's just, it's more customer education. They need to know how much time you're gonna have to sit, you know, how much time you're gonna have to invest designing materials in order to make that sign. So once they say, oh wow, that's a lot more than I thought, then I go into the next step in telling them why. Not just saying, well, too bad, later. Uh, I give them a little bit of education and at the end of that education, once they realize what's involved, if they still want to say no, that's fine. But most of the time, if it's something that's important to them, they'll go ahead and say, okay, yes, I understand. Right. Right. So, okay. So what we've covered already is 
budget with that it's you don't want to waste your time when when you're starting to go into the perspective of trying to sell your projects it requires a different mindset than just creating amazing things because now you're doing it for the money and you have to keep the money concept in mind otherwise you're giving away your time and so you want to get an idea of the budget very early on what does the customer have in their mind and when their their budget concept is off save yourself the effort of going through a lot of work and explaining to them what it is going to take to get your get their project to the to, to the specs or the idea that they want to have uh, in a finished project yeah. and just in those two things you'll know whether this project is going to be doable you'll know whether the customer is willing to move forward or not and this takes what half an hour rather than hours and that's and again that's that's time that you're not going to get back so if that takes two hours to go back and forth or like you said a half an hour that's still that's like unbuildable time right you could say right so, yep and again it all comes down to customer education and the more that you can educate your customer the more comfortable that they'll feel ordering from you and the more likely that once they get the product they'll appreciate it that much more once they realize the amount of work that went into providing them with exactly what they wanted you know the the other thing is you can skew your customer away from the idea of money as well like i said early on in this thing that sales ultimately is never about the money so when you talk to them if you can get more into the emotional aspect of why they're interested they tend to soften up on this fixed number in their mind because um how do i say this people buy for emotion they buy for an end feeling and if you can pull out that end feeling then you can up the value of the project in their mind and they, they soften up have you ever dealt with that kind of thing bill where you had somebody who's they, they just had this price point in their mind i think you told a story about that with that for a picture frame right the woman had a price yep, point that's in what popped in my mind yep. yeah yeah she had a price point in her mind and bill started talking about it and became friends with her in a way uh, became her advocate for a finished project and was able to help what was the price difference from the beginning when she first uh, started this frame idea approached you with it to the end i think it was another hundred dollars i believe i can't quite remember now it's been over here okay okay but, Bill, uh, yeah, I mean, Bill but, sent, you sent me a picture of that go ahead i interrupted you go ahead no no problem i was gonna say that that's one of the the better outcome that i've had i've had a few other um, and I've also had them go the opposite direction. You know, you always get the response, okay, I'll let you know. That basically means no, in my experience. Um, but I mean, that, would, that was one of the better ones. And honestly, the amount of times that I get asked for a price for something versus the amount of times that I actually, the job comes through, I, it's 
probably, you know, one in 10 customers. Okay. It's the same, it's same as business, right? I, you know, you, if you're in business for yourself, no matter what you're doing, if you're providing a service, you constantly get asked for a price. You know, you could put 10 estimates out, you get one. It's just part of business. Yep. Yep. So, Bill, you said you said something really interesting. <clears throat> when your uh, customer says, "I'll get back to you," you re- you recognize that that means no. What most people don't do is call their prospects out on that. When they say that, "I'll get back to you," then it's it's almost you can reverse a sale completely by calling them out on it and saying. So basically that means that you're not gonna, you know, we're not doing business today, does it? And when, when you call them out on that, when persons, when someone says, I'll get back to you, they're, they're trying to be nice in a very rude way, unfortunately, because yeah. it, it leaves you open for kind of a hopeful, oh, well, maybe they will get back to me. And that's not reality. So you can actually get a sale by calling a customer out on that. By just saying, okay, you know, I understand that. That just means that we're, we're not gonna be doing business, right? Or however you wanna phrase it. So that's, that's kind of your general customer, right? The, 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 the one that, if you put something out on Facebook Marketplace, the friends and family, it, it's, it's definitely a, a trickier one. That's why you, Bill said, that's your favorite question should be, what's your budget? And put it out there because you clear things out of the way really quick. When you're just honest and say, you know, uh, this is a business that I'm trying to get into and that's, that's just not gonna work if their budget idea is less than what you can actually do it for. They're gonna understand that. And they're sometimes willing to up that because people like to buy from people they like. Well, and another thing too is once once your friends and family realize that this is a business and this is something that you're pursuing and you're not just doing it for fun, most of them should be willing to pay whatever you ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they shouldn't expect it for free or expect a big discount. Um, you know, they should expect to pay what it is, especially right. if, if you're doing this on the side as a small entry business you're not making a lot of money anyway and they should they should see that yeah and i think yeah, on the same token they're going to support you because they like you they, they they want you to win so yeah, absolutely don't be afraid to throw that one out there and um, ask for the sale <laughs> in the end ask for the sale if they're just hemming around um, you can you can ask them so well, we're gonna, you know, do you want this or, you know, what do, what do we do next? That's actually a better way of putting it. So, what's our next step? We're we gonna make this or what? Yeah. I actually, um, I have, I've got a job. I've got a job right now for a family member who's getting married, uh, and she asked me for some wedding signs. And what I did, asked her what she wanted. She sent me photos her what the end goal was like what signs she wanted to keep and what signs she wanted were just basically going to be discarded um and i gave her a price and i told her here's what the price is but as an incentive i told her i'm not going to tell you what we're going to do but i'm going to kind of upgrade 
something that you're going to keep to something a little bit nicer. So I'm still making what I would charge any other customer, but what I'm going to do is instead of uh, cutting something out of pine or whatever she wanted, I'm actually going to cut it out of walnut and that'll be my gift or incentive to her for getting the signs. Okay. So do you have uh, a, a closed deal on that? Are you moving forward with it? Yep. She's already paid. Excellent. Excellent. So how many are you making? Many signs? I think there's in, in this four project. in total. Okay. Yeah, I think there's only four or five. I can't quite okay. remember. Well, let, let's let's talk about this type of project for a minute. Because uh, I get a lot of questions from people. What do I make? And what niches do I uh, go into? And Bill just mentioned one, weddings. Weddings is a niche. And then there's niches within the weddings. So let, let's. what's the project? Can, can you disclose the secret, Bill? Um, yeah, it's not much of a secret. She basically sent me some photos that, that she saw off the internet. Um, you know, it's the typical sign that goes in the entryway saying, welcome to our forever, or something like that. Uh, there's a couple smaller ones that uh, the kids are going to be carrying during the wedding. Um, there's a larger one that the guests are going to sign. Um, that's the one that they're going to keep. That's the one that I'm going to make out of a nicer wood. There might be a couple other ones. I'm not sure, but there's only about three or four in total. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. So that, that yeah, it's such an interesting niche and such a, an interesting, unique project for weddings. Now, let's let's sidestep for a second if, if you're cool with this, Bill. Let's talk about nichiness and, and something like this to help people stretch their minds a little bit. Does sound like an idea? Um, okay, so we are... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's making a wedding project. And so there's so many different things you can make for weddings. So some of your... First of all, the concept of weddings and who a wedding is for, it's for the woman. So she's the buyer of everything. The you know, guys just want it done and over so they can go on vacation. And, I mean, that's just kind of the way it is, right? We won't say, tell us, we won't tell the girls out there. Um, but so they like the fluffy, foo-foo, meaningful kind of stuff and they want all their guests to feel so if one project you can make is something that's personalized to each guest that's going to be there. And a small gift, it doesn't, it can be a Christmas ornament. It can be uh, something but it has their name in it. And that's, it's such a, it's a personalized gift that the bride likes to give her guests. Um, you're making this signing these, these frames so this is another one where people can sign a picture frame right so a wedding picture frame that's made with with your CNC router out of wood and something they can sign that's a product in and of itself that you can market it's, it's, it's extremely niche and it might be a little sticky today with coronavirus when things are starting to loosen up a little bit what other kinds of projects can you think of just in this little niche bill? Oh, I mean, weddings would be incredible. The amount of things that you could make, uh, you know, personalized, like you said, gifts for for the guests. I know when we had our wedding, 
about 10 years ago, uh, what I did was cut, each guest got a little jar of hot chocolate. Um, and each, each jar had a little wooden snowflake that I carved on the CNC with the guest name on the snowflake. So each, so we knew exactly how many jars to give out and who was getting jars, but that was individualized for each guest. So, I mean, you can do things like that. You could do table toppers for the meal. Uh, there must, there's times. And I mean, weddings is, you talk about it, pulling on emotional strings. That's got to be one of the high ones. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and women are, got my favorite restaurant down the street, uh, Bad Apple Max. There, uh, Janet owns the place and Janet's daughter has just got engaged and so she's not going to get married for two years but that's all she talks about right yep. that's that's their life <laughs> getting married and going through the the, the process of working all that out uh, i've seen cake stands made from cnc machines cake toppers cake toppers uh, but stands too it was actually a stacked cake and they had done kind of a lattice type of work uh, I, I wish now that I had looked at it in more detail, but it was like a tripod and it just had a unique, different twist to it because it was made of wood. The, the, the components in the cake were made of wood to keep the first tier separated from the second tier. And one of the other things that I see all the time is the, let's just say the last name is Larson, right? So you'll see Jenny and Bob, and then Larson in big, big letters, maybe uh, an L in ultra big letters in the background, like a stacked text, and then the established date. So established whatever date it is. Yes. Let me tell you. Stacked text for weddings. The stacked text for weddings is very popular. Okay. Is, so where would you stack Even text? Even monograms. Well, just as a, uh, as a gift, really. I made a few as gifts. I've made a lot of the monograms that I sell. People will buy as wedding gifts, you know, because the bride or their new family last name. So, okay, so there's, anything there's... that you can put that established on that date, yeah. really, with a, a name and established, that's that's an instant wedding gift. <laughs> yeah. So when you say stacked text, so are you saying like the la the 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 his and her names stacked over the last name? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I actually haven't done a stacked text project and some, I've had several requests on the YouTube channel to do videos for that. So I'm going to make a sign for my brother. Uh, they have a farm. And so it's going to say Fromy Farm. And the, the last name Fromy is going to be stacked over the farm. And the Fromy will be like an aerial font and a farm will be like a not a script but just kind of a flowing font and I'll, I'll put a, a cow off to the side and do a, a 2d relief on the cow so that's just another thing for stack tax you know that that's that's a, a an item that represents little things too you know it's personalized uh, signs for homes state the last name that's that's a big one what we're we gonna say I was just going to say the stack tax is, is one of those perfect things where you do one or two for family members and then you get the process down and you're you're going into it. You know, the, the hurdles been challenged and uh, it becomes a regular product. 
They are time consuming, I'll say that. Is it? Just yes. router time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're doing two layers. So that's just by doing that, you're doubling the amount of router time. You're doing the first layer to get the first letters, and then the second layer to get the second letters. Um, but that's uh, for another that's for another podcast. So let, let's step into the business world. Uh, so let's talk about wholesale, and where you can make products for stores. I actually have not had the luck on that that I wanted to. Even though I live in an artsy town, though I haven't pushed it a whole lot. Um, because my stuff has gotten more into business education and teaching people the, the CNC beginners. <laughs> in fact, unfortunately, Bill, my CNC doesn't run nearly as much as I wish it would. Sometimes I think I might have to back off a little bit so I can just get creative for a while. 